Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Those are the words of Stephen A. Not mincing any words, not like he ever does with Sage Steele on SportsCenter last night, talking Woo! about the big news that completely overshadowed the draft, and that is that Clay Thompson suffered a right leg injury yesterday in Southern California. MRI on the way. Steve Kerr and the trainers on the way from NoCal to SoCal to see what happens with the results and to be with Clay. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Bart Scott in the house this morning. J. Will will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line in just one moment. Game 6, 2019 finals key. It's been 519 days since we've seen Clay Thompson on a court. The last time we saw him, he was limping off with an ACL injury. Now it could be an ACL. It could be an Achilles. It could be worse. It could be hopefully not as serious as that. We're all holding our breath, as is Warriors Nation. So just hours before they draft James Wiseman, who hasn't played a minute for them, they bring in Clay Thompson, who since he entered the league is essentially top 10 in minutes played. You may not think that with all the blowouts the Warriors have had over the years, but this is a very durable, generally speaking, player, except for these last two. And now the Warriors wake up this morning wondering whether we're going to come back up the 15 and 50 season. We got Steph, we got Clay, we got a rejuvenated Dre because those two guys are back. Now it's all up in the air. It, it is, but hopefully it's a Nick Foles injury right. or hopefully it's a Paul Pierce injury, right? right? Where, oh, nothing's wrong. Oh, okay, he's fine. He'll get a little ice. He'll be okay. Hopefully that's the case. And, and because it's a shame, you mentioned how long he's been off, almost 17 months of not playing in the NBA you 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 look at it and you just go, man. I feel bad for him. It's 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 the same that it, I have this feeling, the same way I've have felt when Kevin Durant hurt himself and when Clay hurt himself last year. The only thing you could think of, or 17 months ago, the only thing you could think of is, like, damn, I feel bad for them. I mean, that's just you know because the first thing that comes to mind is what's going to happen when they resume their career. Will they be the same? Whether it's the ACL, ACL for Clay and it was the Achilles for KD, yeah. what what are they going to be like when they come back? Now, we're looking at another injury. And I think the injury probably has something to do with a little compensation because you see this a lot with ACLs. Guys have an ACL surgery on one leg, and then all of a sudden they're compensating, and then something goes wrong with the other legs. Indeed. Jay Will joins us now this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. So, Jay, I thought the first thing for sure we were going to ask you about this morning is the draft, which you were front and center on last night. But it felt like the draft became somewhat of a secondary issue when this clay news came down. What are your thoughts about all this? Well, when I first heard the first report from Sham um, that it was a lower extremity issue, I automatically got concerned. And, and then actually, you know, I, I, I then saw our text chain because Key reported to all of us that it was his right leg. Um, I then found out later throughout the night that it was uh, potentially his Achilles on his right on his right um, right leg. So, you know, obviously, when you compensate after having one injury to one leg, uh, these things sometimes happen. Uh, I, I absolutely hated that it went to Clay, that it happened like that to him. But automatically in that moment, when we were talking about the draft, I said, if you're Bob Myers right now, uh, you have to assemble the plane on your way down after you jumped off the cliff because this changes the whole dynamic of your team. We had talked about before about this team potentially packaging Andrew Wiggins and the second pick for a, another player, a superstar. So that totally threw that scenario out the window. And, you know, Jay Billiston talked about, hey, stay cool, stay calm. Whatever your plan was, stick with it. And I was a little bit different than that. I, I didn't think you could stick with your plan because Clay Thompson was playing a huge part of your plan. 
Now Andrew Wiggins had to be cemented in your plan. I thought they should have either traded down the pick. Chicago wanted to give them a Wendell Carter. So that could have given you a big and you could have gotten the fourth pick in the draft, which I would have went for a guy like Denny Avita, um, who is from overseas, who was a, a talented, you know, six, eight, six, nine wing player who can drive, get to the rim defensively, kind of could give you somewhat similar to what Clay Thompson had. Or I would have went with LaMelo Ball with the second pick in the draft. I would not have stayed with James Wiseman, who a long pair with Draymond Green. I love James Wiseman as a talent, but I, I just don't know if he'll be utilized the same way if you don't have the three-point shooting around him of Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry combined together. Mm-hmm. So I thought LaMelo Ball would have been the answer or trade down the pick. I would not have chosen James Wiseman. So Jay, Jay, I know you alluded to, you know, the way that they went about doing things. Do you think, though, with the injury to Clay, that it completely changed their course and what they were going to do? Well, Key, I don't, you know, I don't know uh, to what information were they privy to because, I mean, he still has to get an MRI. Um, but obviously, you know, if, if you're hearing it's Achilles, that doesn't sound good. But then do you make a knee-jerk reaction? Do you take another playmaker? Do you take a defensive guy? I think it had to factor in. I mean, all this stuff happened literally minutes before the draft. Minutes before the NBA draft with the second pick with a team that was already somewhat, you felt, indecisive with what they wanted to do. So I'm sure that threw a major haymaker into the whole equation. Didn't they need a, a But didn't they need all along, if they were going to compete with the Clippers and the Lakers in the West, they needed a somewhat of a, 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 a center, so to speak, a stretch four, didn't they need that? Look, I think it's easy key to be like, hey, you have Anthony Davis, you have Jokic, you have Nurkic, you have a lot of these incredible bigs in the Western Conference. They did get an extremely talented piece of the equation, but there are a lot of serviceable bigs out there, guys. Um, there's a lot of serviceable bigs on the free agency market they maybe not give you the same versatility of skill set that James Wiseman would have given you. Uh, but ultimately, you know, look, Stephen Curry has been known that when he has to assume volume, right, the major load, he's had injuries, guys. Like it, it happened once again this year when Clay Thompson was out, like he had another injury. And we've seen this before in his past history, ankle injuries before he got Clay and things of that sort. So, you know, my thing is it. Steph is better when he's around other playmakers. So then the question becomes key with this unit in particular, who is the playmaker? That's Stephen Curry all the time. He has to make everybody else's job easier. And I know that, you know, with LaMelo Ball, you might have two defensive liabilities on the court together, but you have two incredible playmakers. And that's what allows Steph to thrive as well when he can play off somebody else that understands how to play and can keep everybody involved with his passing ability. And that was LaMelo Ball. You know, Jay Will, you, you, you're a basketball savant. You know, you forgot more about basketball than I would ever know. But um, I want to talk about the asset, and we have to talk about him asset because this is a business. Klay Thompson going forward with these two major injuries, you know, do you think that he can come back understanding that his game was below the rim? You know, we, we have the same issues and same questions about Kevin Durant, the fact that their game isn't predicated off, you know, playing above the rim like a Russell Westbrook. Uh, how do you think you know this plays with him going forward in his future? He's thirty years old, two major injuries, but they have a lot invested in him going forward. Man, uh, we got a stat last night from uh, our stats and researcher guy uh, that you know out of all the miles that he he runs the most miles there is in the NBA, 
right? Consecutively, like up and down the court, back and forth. So now you had a left knee ACL injury. You potentially are going through an MRI to see if you have a torn Achilles. Look, I, I know technology is different, Bart. I know guys can come back from injuries like that. Um, but now you have two injuries on different sides of your body that you have to work through. Um, I, I think it takes a while to get back to a high condition level of what you were before. It takes a while. I don't know how your body responds. You know, and, and Key talked about this before in the first hour. I heard you guys. You know, look, when I had my left leg injury, it was like about a year later, I dislocated my right ankle because I was compensating. Like I was naturally, you naturally compensate. You can go through all the therapy in the world. You can be mindful of it. You can practice it, um, shifting your weight of your, your balance. But, you know, you end up compensating. So if he's had an ACL injury to the left leg and now he's having a potential injury with the right Achilles, if that's what's actually going down here, how do you not compensate again with the left leg? It, it just, these are things sometimes that can bottom out. I want to see Clay Thompson win more than anything. I love him as a player. He's one of the most dynamic players we have in the game. I just don't know how you come back from both these within the span of a year, like two years, and just be what you were before. I don't know. Jason Williams joining us from his house on oh. his own show. That's right. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Key, you are so mean, man. This no. is <laughs> consistent, even with the Texas last night, while we were live on air. Hey, yo, yo, that turtleneck <laughs> was strong again, though. Your turtleneck game was strong again, man. Love the patterns as well. I'm just saying, Bart, you know, somebody got to keep people guessing out here. Did you have that? Did you have a camera in that turtleneck, too? I had it all packed away. Tur- turtleneck. Packed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He looked. I, I thought he was, you know. Hey, Keith. 60, I saw your okay. little brother get drafted last night, Anthony Edwards. Man, y'all look just alike. Anyway, <laughs> look. So, so with the injury to Clay, where does this put the Warriors in the West? Yeah, I never really had them, Jay. As you know, I never had them contending with the Lakers or the Clippers. I thought that they would always be that fourth through six seed type team, but not unseating those two. Where does this put them? Man, I I think this puts them. Talk about you know five, six, like six, six, seven. I it, like let's go through a key. Like I I would have Denver over them. I would have Portland over them. I would have Utah over them. I would have the Clippers, the Lakers, uh, the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, the Phoenix Suns are coming, y'all. The Phoenix Suns are coming with Devin Booker, CP3, Mikel Bridges, Cameron Johnson, DeAndre Ayton. They had a really good draft last night. Um, they, they have pieces, too. Jalen Smith from Maryland. I like their sides. Uh, this is going to be another challenging year. It won't be as challenging as the year was that they had last year because um, that was a pretty bottom-out year. They were playing with a lot of guys who weren't on NBA rosters, but I, it's still going to be a major challenge. i tell you what. Well, you know, they got one of the top uh, front offices in all of, the, uh, of, the, of basketball, and we know that, you know, tomorrow is the start of free agency and you talk about getting another playmaker to play next to Curry to try and take some of the some of the um, you know volume off of him. Who can potentially be available, and what kind of moves can you can they make? We we knew that. I always believed that when they traded for D'Angelo Russell, and then then they in turn turned him into Wiggins. It was always to move them in the future, never for them to play you know all together. That wasn't their their idea. Their big three. The problem is Bart, you were you were planning on making that move because you you planned on having Clay Thompson. You're planning on having Klay Thompson and Stephen Curry. Now that you don't have Klay Thompson, what assets do you really have to move? And you still have Klay, Klay Thompson's contract on your books. So, look, I mean, this team could be way over the salary cap. I don't know if you could bring in just another superstar, you know, with Draymond Green and his contract and, and Steph and Klay and 
Wiggins. I mean, the whole reason they did a sign and trade with D'Lo uh, for a guy like Wiggins is to have another max contract on the books to potentially utilize it to package it with a selection in the draft to get a superstar. You can no longer do that. I think you're set with this roster. Hmm. Jay, we saw a lot of movement yesterday in the NBA with players bouncing around from team to team. Some guys never got a chance to land uh, in their cities at all, even though they were traded days before, but they moved again yesterday. One name that we did not see move that we pretty much thought might be on the move was Russell Westbrook and the Houston Rockets. What happened there and when, when can we expect for them to do anything? Like I tried to tell you yesterday, Key, Raphael Stone, the first-year GM, has been somebody that's been, you know, just kind of raised within that organization. And it's very smart. And the question was, what was the trade value that you can get in return for Russell Westbrook? The market is not the same that it used to be for a guy like that. So... Even when you heard rumblings of John Wall, Raphael Stone and company for the Houston Rockets, was like, well, we want more. We want more. And I don't think the Washington Wizards were willing to give up more than John Wall. Um, and after you, that's why I said yesterday, this is going to be a hostage-like situation. These guys may not like being there, but Raphael Stone said things are going to get uncomfortable. You have to expect that because I'm not going to move you guys unless I feel like I'm getting the value in return. And that's going to be a lot. I'm going to ask for a lot. If not, we're going to ride it out. Mm. It's fair enough. I mean, this could be the most talented player, no matter how long Raphael Stone is an NBA GM with Houston or anybody else. This could be the most talented player he ever has in his organization. So you have to make sure you get the most that you can, especially when you're bringing in a first-time head coach like Steven Silas and completely moving on from the largely successful Daryl Morey era we're gonna have jay back here and stick around jay for your show i will Keyshawn. thank you so much (laughs) jay obviously has an obsession with the nba we're going to talk about his other obsession the new york giants here in just a second some big news coming out even during the bye you think the giants would be quiet during the bye but no we got a big issue we'll talk about it with jay in just a second this morning we did just ask jay essentially where does this leave the warriors that was a question key asked that's our dr pepper twitter question this morning where do they rank in the west if huge caveat here if there is no Clay Thompson. Top three seed, Bart's going that way. Four to eight seed, Key's more in the four to six, but we'll put him there. You heard what Jay Will said as well. We want to hear from you. And we have 66% of you saying four to eight right there mm-hmm. with Key. Good, not great. The breast is brutal. Jay reeled off the amount of teams that are either there or coming and coming fast. At interesting if true, does that sum up Sports Talk Radio in one sentence or what? At interesting if true on Twitter, hitting us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, quote, as Key would say, I don't know, man. I got to see him first. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a long-time listener. <laughs> Quoting Key. That being said, let's see what pieces they bring in. Hit us up all morning. 888-ESPN, Key, J, and Z on Twitter. This is a huge story. This is the morning after the draft, the day before free agency, and both of those things completely overshadowed by the entry to Clay Thompson. Let's go from A to Z. And let's start in Major League Baseball. Robinson Cano has been suspended for the entire 2021 season for yet another violation of Major League Baseball's PED policy. This guy was once on a track to Cooperstown, and he completely has ruined his career and his reputation. He was suspended for 80 games back in 2018. King, I, I don't get it, though. I just don't get 
how you continue to take PEDs, knowing you're going to get caught at some point. Now you got to forfeit $24 million. You were trying to be good. Damn being good. I'll be sorry and get the $24 million. Right. Great, great day for the Mets. To, great day for the Mets yesterday. DJ LeMayu, come on over, baby. We got money. So basically what Bart is saying there essentially is if the $24 million comes off the Mets books, it'll be a combination of Seattle, his old team, and the Mets paying it. The Mets have a $24 million sort of hole they can fill. They have a new owner who's one of the richest guys in all of sports and Steve Cohen. And maybe DJ LeMayhew, who has been outstanding for the Yankees, comes to play for the Crosstown Mets. Interesting. They can turn that negative of Robinson Cano into a positive. This is not a positive. This is a negative. The Giants have fired offensive line coach Mark Colombo after he had a verbal altercation with head coach Joe Judge. The Giants went out of their way to say it was not a physical confrontation, but reports, reputable reports, say that essentially Judge wanted to bring in some help for Colombo from one of his friends <laughs> over at the Pats where Judge used to be. Colombo didn't take kindly to that, and then it all exploded. This is Frank Isola, around the horn panelist and longtime New York sports journalist, on what this says about the Giants. To me, that would come across as a little dysfunctional, especially when you're 3-7 and seven in the worst division in football, and I get that it's Joe Judge's first, uh, first job. Who knows if it got physical? Clearly, it got ugly enough for them to fire him because they were bringing in a guy to, to you know, serve as the consultant. They weren't bringing someone in to replace him, but clearly it got to some kind of level. Essentially, Colombo said, I can do this job by myself. If you're wondering, Colombo himself, former first-round draft pick, offensive lineman with the Dallas Cowboys, and previously was the assistant offensive line coach in Big D. Yeah, I played with him in Dallas, and he's big dude. There's no question about it. So, I look. If, if it was physical, we'll know when Joe Judge show up at a press conference. It will see. We'll certainly know if it was physical because Colombo is huge. And and so when you look at it, this was look. It's one of those situations where Colombo was brought in by Jason Garrett because he coached with Jason Garrett at the Dallas Cowboys. Right. And when you're a new first time head coach, and Jay will as well as Thick Neck Bart knows this that <laughs> that. Coaches only going to bring in certain guys when you're a first-time head coach. They may give you two buddies that you can bring in, but for the most part, the general manager is going to help you fill out your coaching staff. And I think this is a situation where Joe Judge allowed that to happen. And then when they looked at it, the offensive line, maybe the technique is bad, maybe they're not, they're missing some things. He said, hey, I just want to bring in a guy to sniff around you know, the rest of the year before I fire you. Oh, okay. You know what? Damn that. We're going to fire you now because you don't want to follow what I'm saying. So I'm going to send the message not only to my coaching staff that I'm in charge, right. but I'm also going to send a message to the rest of the team like I've been doing all year long. Again, you don't want to listen? I'm telling you. It's one of those deals where it's like, Zubin, I need you to do this. And Zubin goes, no, 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 no. Zubin. I just need you to do it. You're not asking your talent. Yeah, I'm not yeah. asking you. Oh, you don't want to do it. Okay. Key, yeah. did right. you say sniffing around? Were you talking about Antonio Brown? <laughs> oh, whoa, oh, sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I got distracted. Well, 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 I'll tell you what. You only get one time to make a uh, first Jesus, impression. You get, these guys. As a new coach, as a new coach, you only get one time to make a first impression. And he looked at Colombo, and he looked at him in the words of Captain Phillips, I'm the captain now. Yeah, either absolutely. You, either you're going to get on board and do things my way. This is the way we do it here. I'm the boss. At the end of the day, this goes on my permanent record. So he did it with Golden Tate the week before, and he did it with he did it with Colombo this week. So now 
everybody in the locker room take notice. Yeah. If, I, if, if, if you yeah. don't get online and we're not pulling in the same Zip direction, it. I'm going to get you up out of here. And I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. I, I think Joe Judge is, is certainly putting his foot down. I'm, gonna, I'm fine with that. But here's what I would say. Win the division. Mm-hmm. Win the division, and you won't have any issues. Next year, win the division. The year after, win the division and make it to the playoffs and make a deep run. Because if you don't, at some point, it's going to fall on death ears. The toughness, the it's my team. But at some point, no, right now. Right now. And you know how that stuff works, Jay. Right now, today, it works. And I have no problem with it, Z. But two years from now, if you're still talking like that, and we still sitting in the third the third spot in the division. You know, you know what's gonna happen. He gotta get his gym first, though, Key. Jay, Jay, you get the last word being the resident giant fan. Go ahead. I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything Key just said. As long as you win, everything is good. But when you start losing and you start going in a completely different direction, that hard love, um, it, it's not gonna pan out. You won't get the same kind of Bill Belichick love. Like you'll be on your way out the door. There's no question about it. That's a really good point. We should also mention the Giants are on the bye week. We'll see what happens when they come out of it. Stronger for this. Remember, he's laid down the law with players like Golden Tate, now laying down the law with assistant coaches like Mark Colombo. So you have to have that consistent message. As Key has said, you got to be consistent the whole way. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, with more than 30 unique coverage options available. Progressive knows small business. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. On the way, the NBA's best insider with the very latest on the biggest news in the NBA, the injury to Clay Thompson. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Woj is with us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Woj, what can you tell us about all of the moves Daryl Morey has made, what that has been like out of the gate here in Philadelphia, moving and shaking the way he did in Houston? Have we lost Woj? Adrian, you with us? I think we've lost him, and we may have lost Jay We'll call him back here. I'm right here. I'm right here. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. Jay, why don't you tell us what you think of all the moves that Daryl Morey has made here out of the gate in Philly, operating like he's still in Houston while we get Woj back on the line? Don't worry. Don't worry, Zubin. Call on the closer. I'm right here for you. Go for it. What do you got? (laughs) Um, Look, I was was blown away with Daryl Morey's moves last night. Um, Look, when you're able to get Al Horford off your books, 
Josh Richardson was a was a decent deal, but you combine that and you're able to get a guy like Seth Curry, who gives you shooting from the outside. Uh, draft wise, when you look through, I'm actually pulling up my profile here. Give me one second, just because there was nine thousand picks, and I feel like I have them all in my in my brain. <laughs> um, but I, I look that that was one of the biggest things that you needed if you were the Seventy Sixers. I'm pulling them up right now. Give me a second. Come didn't on. Get, so. Didn't they get uh, Green as well? Danny Green. They, so got, they got Danny Green. So, so they, they got, had this had elite outside shooting now, just opening the floor for Embiid to work. You, do you think that Embiid will work more in the post this year now? Now that he has the outside shooting, not fall in love with the three point line. Danny Green's still on the tab at older side. I mean, we saw that towards the end with the Lakers. I think yeah. Seth Curry was big. But I also think Tyrese Maxey, I mean, Woj, I, I think we have you back now. It, it, the moves that they were able to get, again, Tyrese Maxey, you know, now you have that with Ben Simmons, Matisse Thybul. Uh, they really made some impressive moves to kind of reorchestrate this roster last evening. They did. Maxey is somebody, our, our draft analysts, Mike, Mike Schmitz, Jonathan Gavoni, uh, were really high on, felt he was a top 10 level pick. Uh, in this draft and you know Terrence Ferguson from Oklahoma City another young player uh, who didn't go to college went down uh, played uh, in Australia uh, drafted by the Thunder a couple years ago Uh, he comes in and obviously Seth Curry who comes in in the Josh Richardson deal from uh, Dallas and Daryl Morey Doc Rivers since they've come in together uh, you know finding some some guys who can space the floor uh, especially with Ben Simmons on it, who's a, not, who's a non-shooter, and, and, and Joel Embiid, that was their goal. Continue to build around those two, find some shooting. You know, Philly really missed J.J. Redick last year, and I still don't know that they replaced Redick with that group, uh, but they brought in some more options. And uh, I think and in, in moving on from Al Horford's contract, uh, it was you know, originally a four-year, $110 million deal uh, you know, they, they get that money off long-term to OKC. Uh, it was a good night for the Sixers. It, it, it's, been a, it's been a good stretch for them since Daryl Morey took over. Adrian, the New York Knicks went large in the draft last night with bigs and kind of putting some pieces together. What more moves tomorrow's free agency? Are there more moves to be made by them? Well, Gordon Hayward, I think they're monitoring – what happens with he and the Celtics. He's got a contract option uh, that he's got to decide on today, whether he's going to opt into the last year of his deal. If he were to become a free agent, uh, unrestricted, they're one of the teams with cap space who could sign him perhaps to uh, maybe a shorter-term deal um, at a very large number. Um, I I know that's a player that interests them. Uh, And so, uh, you know, we'll see there. I think for the Knicks, they're not looking to uh, try to tie up any long-term money right now they want to they want they want to be able to uh, be a player in the next couple years in free agency be a team uh, that that has some assets if some big players become available in trades that they can get involved with they don't have uh, they hadn't had this year coming in you know the kind of trade assets they need they needed to be involved um, with big stars who came in so they've got to replenish that with the organization, and, uh, you know, they started out, say, Obi Toppin was a player that they had wanted all along. They didn't know that they could get him at eight. They were worried Cleveland might take him at five, but Toppin made it down to them. Speaking of big stars, we know the Nets are looking for potentially that third star. It's been rumored that they want to try and make a trade with, with Harden. Yesterday he gets Shamit. Uh, when will we see this puzzle start to come together? Well, uh, James Harden's a long shot 
for them right now. Houston hasn't shown any real interest in engaging Brooklyn on a trade. Uh, maybe that changes down the road. But Harden's still got two years left on his deal in Houston. They don't have to move quickly with him. Uh, they may or may not even really love uh, the assets that would be available to them in a trade. I think they'd like to canvas the whole league uh, eventually uh, for James Harden. But Landry Shamit, you know, he knows the division, played, started his career in Philly, went to the Clippers. Uh, another, you know, another rotation guard for them. They picked up uh, Bruce Brown from the Pistons the other day who could really defend. Uh, he's a guard they'll, they'll use off the bench. You know, and you're starting to see them uh, put a group together in Brooklyn now. Um, unclear whether Spencer Dinwiddie is back this season. He's a player certainly uh, that going into the last year of his deal uh, may be available in trade talks. So they, they built up their guard depth here and as they prepare for Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant to finally play together with the Nets. Well, it's a two-part question here, and I need a thorough breakdown. First off, what the hell happened with Bogdanovich not going to Milwaukee? And then the second part of this question, what then happens to Giannis? Because that, that seems like that was one of the most loaded started units in the entire league with Bogdanovich in that lineup with Drew Holiday and the rest of the cast of characters that they have there with the Bucks. Yeah, Jay, it, it, those are tricky, those sign-and-trade um, frameworks of deals. And essentially, Milwaukee and Sacramento negotiated uh, a trade that they were going to bring to Bogdanovich once free agency started tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Uh, and, and if the Bucks and Bogdanovich could uh, make the money work on a new contract, he's a restricted free agent again in Sacramento, then they could have completed it. Essentially, uh, the teams felt like uh, they didn't have a pathway here uh, to wait and get this done by Friday. Uh, there was just too many obstacles in the way. Bogdanovich... Uh, is going to go out on the market on Friday as a restricted free agent. They, Sacramento could negotiate a sign and trade with another team. Bogdanovich could go get an offer sheet uh, that would and bring that back to the Kings and see if they match it. So, uh, you know, the Bucks, you know, can start to look elsewhere and see if there's a way uh, to improve their team. Obviously, they brought in Drew Holiday, and Bogdanovich would be a big addition for them. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, for Giannis, uh, he's been in lockstep with this organization in the offseason. They've talked a lot about players he would like to see them add, and uh, they, they certainly listen intently to him, and they want to get him to sign uh, that long-term deal. You know, it remains to be seen if, if, they, if, you know, if there's no Bogdanovich, how that would impact Giannis's thinking. I, I, I generally think Giannis uh, considers a lot of factors, including among them the teammates. I'm not sure there's any one player that's going to keep or, or send Giannis, uh, you know, either keep him in town or send him out. I, I don't know if that signing, as impactful as it might have been for the team, uh, would, would turn this against the Bucks. Well, it's very quickly. Can, could they get potentially Victor Oladipo? Is that possible? Well, that was a player the Bucks had talked about with the Pacers. It remains to be seen if they have the assets to do that trade. If you're Indiana – and you're going to trade Victor Oladipo, you want a significant return um, after that trade with uh, New Orleans where they gave up three first-round picks, two pick swaps. Unclear if the Bucks would have the assets that Indiana would want for Victor Oladipo. 
Fair enough. And we should also mention for more on the Bucks, as if there isn't enough swirling around them and you really want to go into a deep dive, the Woj podcast special, the Giannis Draft, three parts all available to download wherever you get podcasts. Woj got a one-on-one with Giannis as well, talked to a bunch of people around him. So his thought process, short and long term, is an NBA topic to discuss. But go inside the mind of the Greek freak with Woj anywhere you get podcasts. Adrian, thank you very much. Free agency tomorrow. We know you're busy. I appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys. That's the NBA's best insider. On the way, Obi Toppin is a New York native. Welcome home, baby. He's born in New York, but is he born to be a star with the Knicks? Jay Will has some thoughts on that. The NBA draft has come and gone. A life-changing moment for so many wow. guys. The start of what we hope will be great careers for all of them. We got free agency on the way tomorrow. Training camps open December 1st, the season December 22nd. Here we go, Bart. I, I wonder I wonder if Obi took notes that Jay Will wasn't on board with the pick yesterday. He's going to put a poster Jay Will up in his, in his, in his, in his locker to use for, for motivation. Jay, what nah, do you say? Bart. That was, I got I got all love. Look, I, if Obi Toppin played in March Madness, we'll be talking about Obi Toppin as a top four pick. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Right, like Patrick Williams, a, a person not a lot of people know, shot up the draft boards and he came off the bench for Florida State, right, because of the sheer talent. But if Obi Toppin was in our face all the time, I think he would have been a top four draft pick. I just don't know if I like the fit with the New York Knicks, how many bigs do you need to have on your roster? But this is the beginning of the puzzle, right, uh, though, Jay? Like, this is just the first move, or hopefully of many moves, you know, during the Thibodeau era. So th- this is a guy that they identified that they wanted. He's a native son. He's a guy that's going to give them some physicality. He's a 40% three-point shooter. So maybe this is just the first move, and some of those bigs are going to start coming off the books because you know that Julius Randle isn't long-term for the Knicks. Understood. Julius Randle signed that three-year, $63 million deal. You have Mitchell Robinson. Um, look, you, you got some other city, that baby. Todd Gibson was there. Uh, is there Bobby Portis is uh, a, a team. I think a team, right. As far as it relates to uh free agent, the team has the option on him. 
Um, but th- there's just a slew of bigs. And I, I guess I go to this place with Alfred Payton, with R.J. Barrett. Like, who makes everybody's life easy for the Knicks right now? Like, I thought, I thought for sure that they were going to take Tyrese Halliburton. Like, I heard from so many GMs, so many scouts, that he was a guy that was moving up the draft board. He went 12 to Sacramento. I thought that was a steal of the draft. Steal of the draft. He just makes everybody's life easier. I love Obi Toppin. I want to see Obi Toppin win more than anybody. I'm just saying, man, like who who makes life easier for the Knicks? Nobody. Well, Especially even, well, you have Obi Toppin and Julius Randle or Mitchell Robinson all on the court together with R.J. Barrett. R.J. Pick, Barrett struggled pick, to pick. shoot. Well, it's not a lot of time that's left between now and the start of the NBA season to figure out exactly what your roster is going to be made of. Free agency starts tomorrow, Jay. So who knows where the Knicks may go. Fair. They got a load of bigs, but they certainly need to continue to try and build a team. I'm with you, kid. I, I, I just, my thing is that it just, it, it, I like Leon Rose. I love World Wide West. I love Tibbs. I think the pick is a, is a good pick, but I, I can't make an overall assessment right now if I don't see what pieces they're going to try to move for. Because right now they just have a slew of bigs. And other than R.J. Barrett, who we saw struggle a little bit last year because nobody else made the game easy, that's where this team is. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. For those that are not familiar, Leon Rose, the former player agent, now the president of the Knicks World Wide West, connected in basketball as much as anybody. He's in the front office. Tibbs, of course, is Tom Thibodeau, about to enter his first year in New York with Obi Toppin. By the way, they picked up Emmanuel quickly yep. with the 25th pick. The Thunder traded that pick reportedly to the Knicks. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin brought to you by Shell. Get more time to listen to our show by going to Shell and getting three things done at once. First, fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus, then save up with the Fuel Rewards Program. Finally, snack up to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. Quickly as a Baltimore kid, played at Kentucky, headed to New York. Obi Toppin is a New York kid who played at Dayton, heading back to New York. How about that? The city where you were born. Now a chance to be the centerpiece of one of the great franchises in NBA history. Obi, after being drafted with our Malika Andrews on the mm-hmm. homecoming. If being drafted wasn't special enough. Yep, that's right. Point to that hat one more time. You are coming home. Why is it so important to you to be putting on a Knicks jersey? Why is it so important to you to be putting on that jersey? I'm from New York. That's why it's important. Me, me, me repping my city is... It's amazing. A lot of people pray to be in this position, and, and I'm not going to take it for granted. I promise you that. I pro- Jay, in our final minute, like you said, he was the National Player of the Year. He'll forever be a legend at Dayton, and maybe he's just beginning the start of a legendary career in New York. You can sense how bad he wants it. And Zubin, that answer right there, the, the talent speaks for itself, but that's what New York Knicks fans want. They, they want to hear top-tier talent say, this is where I'm from, I'm going to rep my city, and I'm here. So I think about, you know how New York is, guys. Like We're there every single day. If he shows any ounce or any glimpse of superstardom, like everybody's on board with that if you're New York fans. You need, some, you need some glimpse of light. You need some glimpse of hope. And Obi Toppin's answer to how he got drafted really set the bar for how you feel about him as a player in the New York Knicks uniform. 
That's well said, Jay. Thanks for being with us for the hour. I know you're working on fumes right now because uh, of all the coverage last night. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. Man, you wasted that sweater for one hour, man. That's a (laughs) two-hour sweater. Thanks for joining your show from home, Jay. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Last thing I quickly wanted to mention, we're presented by Progressive Insurance, but don't sleep on quickly. The SEC coaches voted him the SEC Player of the Year at Kentucky. That is no small thing to do that in that league. All the attention on top end, but keep an eye on quickly. No, you you have to, and and I think, you know, you – you look at where he was drafted at 25th spot, so a lot of people are like, well, they, they're drafting bigs. They got too many bigs on the team, but they keep forgetting that Quickly's right there. And we got a big problem for the Warriors, which we'll discuss on the way. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.